0: come on welcome to money savage a savage approach to personal finance this is george grumbacher and the time is right welcome to today's guest a strong and powerful clint proctor clint are you ready to do this i am ready george thanks so much for having me on today i'm excited yeah you bet let's let's do this Clint is a freelance writer and editor, and he's the founder of Wallet Wise Guy. And I'm excited to have you on. Clint, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, I've been uh, k- kind of writing in the personal finance space for a couple of years now, and before I started becoming um, really engrossed in this world of personal finance content and writing. I was a, uh, actually, I was a pastor. My dad's a, a pastor of a large church in Daytona Beach, Florida. I was on his staff and I enjoyed what I did. I did that for about eight years, but um, I kind of was ready to move in a different direction with my life. And I really was passionate about helping people with their money um, problems and marriage issues related to money and how to get you know out of student loan debt and things like that. And I would kind of just on my own study it and get Super excited about it, and and I would just share my information with people in my community. And I thought, can I scale this and be able to help more people and and get even a bigger platform to help people um, achieve financial security and freedom? And so I thought, you know, I'm reading all these articles online from people. Somebody's writing these articles. Why can't that be me? Uh, So uh, I'm like, how can I how can I do this? How can I create a path to being somebody who actually gets paid to write about money and and how to. have financial freedom. So I just kind of started, I started my own site, which is uh, very focused on millennials and, um, college students and kind of young money topics. And then from there I was able to get some opportunities to write for some larger sites and things kind of snowball. I still run my own site now I own podcast, and things, but, um, most of my income comes from freelance writing. And after about seven months I was able to launch out as a full-time writer and it's just amazing the freedom that it has given me to be able to have more time with my family and also to do something that I love. It's been, it's been an amazing ride.
0: Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. It's awesome to be able to find something that you're passionate about and that you love. And then to be able to figure out, well, I, I really think that I can do this and then to put all the pieces <laughs> together. So I think that that's awesome. Um, Thanks. Did, did you have a background in, 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 in writing or how did you learn how to write?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. No, I did not have a background in writing. I have no journalism degree. I didn't have any uh, formal training. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I've i always been a, somebody who's enjoyed writing. I did well with writing in school. Um, I, I'm a huge, voracious reader. So words is something that I, I feel like comes easy to me. Uh, but I didn't have any paid experience, professional experience with it. Um, so, you know, I, I would say that my own blog kind of was how I was able to kind of uh, get my writing chops kind of broken in and kind of learn the business a little bit, um, without there being so much pressure. And I would just really study sites that were doing well and articles that were ranking for topics that I wanted to be able to help people on and just try to honestly be a copycat, learn from others. And, uh, and that's one of the things that I think I'll talk about at the end is that if there's anything that you want to do in life, just look at people who are already being successful at it and try to model yourself after them. And there's a good chance you might be able to break into that, um, as a profession.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's that famous quote: "Good artist copy; great artist steal." Right? <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. I agree with that completely. But
0: <laughs> but there's certainly a ton of wisdom there. I mean, obviously, there's recognizing what's working in the marketplace, and then you know, finding your own voice, and and and, and, and that. Um, and that's something I'm, I've I've been curious about over the past couple of years. Is really how 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 did you find your voice? Because you need to just be somewhat different than everything else that's out there, right?
1: Yeah, the, uh, there, there's a little bit of both. It depends on what your, um, you know, it depends on what your main goal is. If your main goal is to be uh, fully sustained by your own site and by your own blog, uh, then I would say you definitely, that's that's going to be very important. You're going to have to have your own voice and, and make you uh, have something that makes you stand out from the crowd and makes you different. Um, and I, I would say that my site has been a, a good outlet for that. Uh, However, when it comes to freelance writing, uh, honestly many times it's more about the facts and can you take um, a complicated topic maybe uh, for the average person and make it easy to understand and make it actionable for the reader and can you answer their question succinctly but also comprehensively Um, and it's about formatting, it's about layout, things like that and I did take a freelance writing course that helped me improve. Myself, when in the early days, it helped me learn what kind of professional sites look for in writers. They I don't, honestly don't want too much of your personal um, opinion <laughs> uh, sure. because, uh, because they maybe have 50 writers, right? Hmm. And they want it to be kind of standard to their, um, to their style guidelines. So uh, it's a completely different form of writing from, I would say, having your own site to being a freelance writer who gets paid to write for others.
0: Got it. That's interesting. That makes all the sense in the world after you said it. But I would have thought that that it would have been different. But oh, nice. Okay. So, so when when you're you're, you're when you're writing for for your site, the Wild Wise Guy, you have uh-huh. just this is this is my Clint hat. And then when I'm writing for XYZ uh, blog that's focused on getting out of debt, then I. And, and more stylistically writing the way that they want or that that correct okay i'm more of a question
1: answer that's more uh in many ways more anonymous to be honest with you mm. like i i need to get out of the way and get the answers to the reader
0: got it well that's i think that's a great way to think about that okay so all right so you 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 make the decision i'm, I'm interested in doing this i, I think that i can <laughs> um and then just walk me through how that seven month period you were able to actually make it happen. How, how, how did you, I guess?
1: Yeah. Well, the entire period um, from beginning to end was 12 months. I wasn't actually doing any freelance writing for the first five. I was just working on my own site. Um, and then uh, you know, I, I was very naive. I was very green. I thought, oh, I, you know, I'm a smart guy. I could be ranking on page one for all these things in a year, uh, (laughs) which was very, very naive uh, now that I know the business uh, so much better. But at the time, I just didn't understand. I didn't even know what WordPress was. I'll be completely honest with you. I was so completely naive. Uh, But I had a lot of passion and I I really wanted to succeed. And I had set a deadline for myself of a year um, from when I kind of decided I wanted to move into a personal finance career. So that was May of uh, 2018. And I said, by May of 2019, I wanted to have a full-time job helping people with money in some way. Um, and so my goal was to try first to do that through the written word. Um, but if that didn't work out and by May, 2019, I wasn't able to have a full-time income from that, uh, from one of those sources, then I was actually going to get my teaching degree, my teaching certification and, uh, and become a teacher and just teach kids about, uh, economics and personal finance and try to scare them out as much student debt as possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, um, but anyway, uh, so I started my site and right around that time, uh, May, June, 2018. And then in September of 2018, I went to a conference, uh, which is a very, very large, conference for personal finance media, Uh, like bloggers, podcasters, uh, you know, large and small financial planners go to this conference as well. It's called FinCon. And uh, I just got lucky. It happened to be in my state. It's in a different state every year. It happened to be in Florida a couple of years ago. And um, I, so I decided to go thinking that I was going to grow my site and try to, you know, land some affiliate partnerships and things like that. Um, But I was talking to somebody and just um, during just like a happy hour afterwards, after one of the sessions, and we were just chatting and told him how much I was just wanting to be able to help people uh, with my writing to have financial freedom, to give them the answers to the questions that were most burning in their minds. And I wanted to be that outlet. And he's like, dude, if you really care that much about writing, he's like your blog could be a a long term uh, source of passive income. Um, But in the short term, you you know, you could make money today with freelance writing. And I said, I literally said, what is that? (laughs) I honestly didn't even know what it was. And uh, he's like, Dude, I'm a full-time freelance writer. I said for real. Like, what is? How does that work? And so he kind of explained the ins and outs to me. And then he brought me to a thing called the freelance writer marketplace at this conference, where I got to kind of pitch myself to like 30 editors of all these different sites. It was just mind-boggling. Of course, I didn't have any paid experience, so I definitely wasn't the uh, the the top candidate in in most of these sites' minds. All I had was my own site, uh, but one or two. Sites gave me a chance after that conference. Uh, Honestly, it was not even a a paid article at first. It was like a test article. And if I did well, they were going to hire me. Um, And then one or two places hired me after that. And then things just kind of snowballed. And I was able to have my current editors recommend me to other editors and, um, in any kind of business whatsoever that you want to start, once you start like really, really firmly planting yourself in that community and networking with people, opportunities just tend to kind of open up and come your way. Um, and so I, the more I met people, the more I would like follow people on social media, the more I would work for others, my name would kind of get tossed around. And next thing you knew, I'd replaced my day job income, and I was doing this all from five to eight in the morning. So I'd work from five to eight in the morning, and then I would do my eight job, my my day job from eight to five in the after, uh during the day. So I was working about fifteen hours per week, and I had replaced my uh, day job income by uh, June of the following year. And then I launched out full time.
0: Nice, I love it. Figure it out. That's that sounds like that's exactly what you did. So that's all right. It so you're working for three hours every morning at this, you're, 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 you're getting better. You're, you're researching, you're producing content. Um, so how, how, how many, how many articles a day were you doing initially and how did that progress?
1: Yeah. Uh, at the time my goal was only one article per day. So I was allotting like three hours per article. Um, and sometimes it would take me like two days. So it'd take me like six hours depending on the size of the article and what was entailed. Um, so, you know, during those first couple months, I would say that I was like probably writing four to 10 articles per month is all, um, it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything crazy. And then by like, I would say four or five months down the road, I was getting to like 20 articles per month. And now I write you know, 30 to 40 articles per month. And, uh, and of course, during that time, the, the pay per word also increased, uh, which is good. So as you get better at any craft and freelance writing is definitely would fall into this category, you get faster, you kind of know where the right sources are, you kind of develop this kind of, uh, I guess, this long term memory on certain things, right? They just kind of become second nature to you. Um, and you'll eventually get assigned very similar articles from different sites. Um, and so, uh, I've gotten faster now. I, I, I will write, uh, two, two articles per morning, uh, typically, uh, in a four hour morning and, um, and I, and I can be done by, by noon and that would still get me 40 articles per month. So it, it's definitely gotten easier as time has gone on.
0: Nice. I appreciate that. So you're, you're, you're doing two articles in four hours and how many different uh, news or sites are we talking about? That you're right ramping? now I have
1: eight clients actually.
0: Got it. And how, how is that refined over time?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it was, I, w- I kind of ramped up to five clients within like my first four or five months and that kind of stayed pretty steady. And then I landed another two or three after my second FinCon, which was in, uh, September of 2019. And then that has stayed pretty steady as well. <clears throat> I, you actually mentioned that I'm a, a freelance editor as well, and that's a very recent um, addition, I guess, to my portfolio. I just started um, becoming the uh, the managing editor for a pretty large personal finance site called The College Investor, um, and so that is a major job because I every single piece of content that gets published, I have to goes past my eyes first and then I make it look pretty and things like that on the back end. Uh, but so I've actually tailed back my work with a couple of my clients because of that new, um, opportunity, but thankfully it is a freelance editing position. So I can still write as much as I want, as much work as I want, I can continue to do. And that's one thing I would recommend for people who want to get into writing or or any type of a job that's very project based. Um, you know, unless you're really, really certain that you want to have a have a day job and have a W 2 employer, um, you know, be careful against becoming a staff writer. Um, uh, because I've had opportunities to become staff writers for some pretty large sites, one of them being Nerdwallet. And, and and I highly respect these sites. Like NerdWallet was like my dream a couple of years ago. Um, I would have thought it would have been like the, the greatest opportunity in the world to write for them, but now. I, I really value the freedom of being a freelance writer. Um, at any given moment, I can say, "Hey, I'm just not going to write as much this month," and I can spend a lot a lot of extra time with my family. Um, I also have a lot of security in that I have eight uh, s- streams of income instead of one. So where if a, you know if one of my clients, if I was a staff writer in the company I work for, has a really bad year, maybe they make a mistake on on their, their strategy for growth and they have to downsize and lay a p- bunch of people off. Well, all of a sudden a hundred percent of my income is gone. Um, but as a freelance writer and editor, I have a lot more control over my income while still not having any income ceiling. So a lot of people, when they start having success in the, in the freelance writing space, they can't wait to land a staff writer position cause they think that's like the, the Mecca, you know, sure. <laughs> so to speak. But in my opinion, it's kind of the opposite.
0: Nice. I appreciate that. And in- just your 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 thoughts on the medium going forward. We have so many uh-huh. different ways to to express ourselves these days, but the written word, you're obviously feeling good about it.
1: I do feel really good about it, yeah. um for for a variety of different reasons, um, but I feel like uh, people are always going to continue to consume content through the written word by. Uh, but simple for the simple reason that it's a very easy way to, to read something and to digest information somewhat anonymously. So while video content, for example, is great. And I know it's, a, in many ways it's uncharted territory and you have a lot more of an SEO opportunity to grow with video, um, you're gonna to have to be listening to it so you can't just be doing it at the office unless you have earbuds in right yeah. <laughs> or on the subway um or or anywhere else in public but you can always if you're sitting on the couch and at a party you can be looking at an article and reading something so i i think that people are always going to kind of and that's why i think many times that i'm a little bit of a tech nerd as well why some of these like you know spoken for, uh virtual assistants and things like, you know, all these things that think that you're just going to talk to all your devices haven't necessarily picked up as much as we would have expected because people still are going to want to be able to just pop open their phone and read something quietly and privately. And secondly, the other thing that's, uh, that's really nice, especially if you want to be a blogger is that, um, if you write an article and let's say the article is, is, uh, the URL is, you know, your website name slash how to pay back student loans. Um, well, you can update that article literally 30 times, or 50 times, 100 times over a five, 10 year span as new laws change, as new opportunities present themselves with the exact same URL. And that URL is continuing to get backlinks over time and it's getting domain authority and, and it continue to be provide passive income for you with just that one URL, whereas if you create a YouTube video, for example, or you and I are both in podcasting, it's great, but once that podcast is done, you can't change that audio file. You gotta create a new one if the laws change, right? Or if the prevailing wisdom changes. And so you're kind of always on this treadmill of having to create new content um, that's gonna stay fresh with Google. Whereas with uh, writing, it's not quite so much the case. You can keep that same URL and just update it, click up, you know, publish, and you're done. And so I think you're always gonna have Um, An opportunity as a blogger to do well with writing, Um, especially I think it's a great way to create passive income. And then, um, and then from the paid standpoint of being a freelance writer, I just think there's still going to always be opportunities for digital publishers out there to create written content. However, that being said, the competition is fierce. So if you want to be a blogger, you're going to have a hard time because you're going to be competing with maybe. A hundred different sites uh, for the same keywords versus on a podcast, maybe two other podcasts have talked about that same topic, or YouTube, maybe nobody's even talked about that topic yet. So, from a freelance writer perspective, I love it because there's literally probably twenty different sites wanting me to write now write an article about how to pay back student loans, right? Um, and they'll pay me to write it for them, and they already have a huge platform. Um, but from a like from a business owner perspective, I think blogging is much much more difficult to create um, like a full-time income with versus other mediums like podcasting and like
0: YouTube. Nice. Well, that certainly all makes sense. I love it. Well, Clint, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Yeah. you know, I thought about this for a while, and I would say this. It's that if there's someone in the world doing a job that you think would be amazing... You can become that person. You can become that person. So if there's somebody think, "Man, I wish I could do what that person's doing. That person must have an amazing life cuz they're doing that job." Figure out how to become that person. I was just talking to my wife <clears throat> the other day. She loves decorating. She's like, "You know, I was in the I was in the home improvement store the other day and there was somebody in in that store and it wasn't a Lowe's person. It was somebody else that they had hired to come in and stage all their furniture. Like this person literally gets staged, uh, gets paid to stage uh like stores to make it look attractive and I know these people do this in like houses too when people are selling homes. I'm like, "Well, would you like to do that?" and she's like, "Yeah." I said, "Well, somebody's getting paid to do that. Why can't that be you? Figure out how to get into that line of work if that's what you want to do, right. babe." And, and and literally, unless you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a doctor, talk to me in 14 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) But in just about any other area of life, unless it requires a massive amount of educational requirements, you can do it and don't sell yourself short. You just got to meet the right people and you got to learn from the right people who have already found success. And if you do, you can literally live your ideal life and do the thing that brings you the most happiness. And, and, and I would say, if you have something that you really would love to try out, life's too short not to give it a shot. So give it your best shot.
0: Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets – come on. Come on. That's awesome, man. I, I, I love it. I, I couldn't agree more. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Yeah, so you can check out my site, WalletWiseGuy.com, uh, WalletWiseGuy.com. You can contact me there, or if you want to reach out to me on social media, pretty active on Twitter, um, at WalletWiseGuy, at WalletWiseGuy. You can also see me on Facebook at the guy.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Clint your appreciation, share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to WalletWiseGuy.com. Find him on Twitter and Facebook. I'll link to those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Clint.
1: Thanks, George. I really appreciate it.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money